Catch the Pulse this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.30 a.m. Pacific. This week, Joita speaks to Maya Chukkoff about her podcast, Proud Stutter, and her journey as a studying, a stu- stuttering, excuse me, stuttering advocate. That's The Pulse, Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Sorry, 10.30 Eastern, 10, 1.30 Eastern. What is going on today? 1.30 Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific on AMI-audio, also available as a podcast, and you can catch it on YouTube. Uh, Ramya, okay, we'll get off of my butchering uh, of, 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 of the announcement for The Pulse, and maybe you can deliver this urgent announcement a little cleaner, please. Yeah, why not, Kels? There's so much going on right now uh, in preparation for World Sight Day, which is tomorrow, by the way, October 13th. I was going to say December, but it's not. Anyways, there's an urgent need for some participation in the report card uh, that is going to be delivered tomorrow. There's a two-part report card on the vision loss, um, or sorry, vision health in Canada, commissioned by the Canadian Council of the Blind and Fighting Blindness Canada. So part one deals with the impact of COVID-19 pandemic on vision health in Canada. This was released in 2021. Now part two in 2022 is about the impact on COVID-19 on Canadians who are blind, deafblind, partially sighted, uh, released tomorrow. So it's going to be supported with a major media launch, and this is where this participation from the community comes to uh, comes to mind. They're looking for ambassadors for media inquiries. So people living with vision loss impacted in 2021 with missed or canceled eye appointments, missed treatments or missed procedures. If you're a person living with vision loss, a patient requiring vision health attention, or uh, any of the above... They want to know if your inquiries were met with a timely manner. If your needs were met, did you miss any appointments because of the pandemic? Did you feel safe going out publicly? Why or why not? And so these are some of the places if you're uh, if you reside there or near there, they want to hear from you. Uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Kitchener, Hamilton, Ottawa, GTH, Toronto, Um London, Windsor, Montreal, Halifax, Sydney, Regina, Saskatchewan, or Saskatoon. You can submit your name, a brief description of your experience, and your phone number, email, so your contact information, to Michael Belargin. He's the Senior Advisor of um, Government Relations and Special Projects for this project. You can contact him at 416 651 2012 or 2102. I'm going to give you that again. 416-651-2102. You can also email him at ambailargeon, B-A-I-L-L-A-R-G-E-O-N at rogers.com. So this is the information and the kind of feedback and experience they're looking for. If you're interested, please give them a shout out because they want um, your uh, communication ASAP to put into this part two of the report card. Okay. Well, maybe you can hang on to that. We'll give that out, out again just before the end of the mm-hmm. show, the contact. Let's welcome in Grant Hardy. And Grant is here for What in the World. We compile a bunch of items together. Grant brings them to, to us. And uh, Grant, what do you have for us today to start with that makes us say, What in the world? 
Yeah, what in the world? And, you know, hopefully uh, maybe have a couple of smiles after uh, the the big news that we just heard about the healthcare crisis. Uh, yeah. Our first article comes to us from the world of academia. More than 4,000 current and former law school applicants received the exciting news that they had been accepted to Northeastern University's law school last week. There's just one problem. The acceptance letters were sent out by mistake, according to the university. The university sent the erroneous email on Monday to a total of 205 current applicants due to a technical error, according to a statement from Northeastern University. Uh, The university also said that 3,930 applicants from last year also received the mistaken email. Admissions decisions will not be finalized until later in the academic year, the statement clarifies. And they are working on making sure something like this does not happen again. I tell you what, I I graduated from university. It's hard to believe it's been almost a decade ago. And every now and then, I used to go online and like double check, like, do I really have do I really have this degree? It wouldn't it be crazy if there was some sort of a mistake and they realized like, actually, we shouldn't have really granted you this, but, you know, we're going to have to go back and correct our record. So every now and then I would just log on just to, like, you know, see that completion status there. Uh, isn't that crazy? <laughs> and it's amazing how it happens and how you do that, the habit you have. Oh. Uh, Amiya, what do you think? Should they have had to, you know, admit these students I mean, <laughs> questionable. Uh, yeah, it's questionable. And as you said, because it, you check all the time, I wonder if other people do the same too. But yeah, it is questionable. Yeah. All right. Well, another story out of the U.S. Uh, the U.S. federal government has sold off a rather inhospitable lighthouse in the middle of Chesapeake Bay for a six figure. Some after a bidding war, the Hooper Island Lighthouse, located west of Middle Hooper Island in Maryland's Dorchester County, at first drew little interest, uh, but it ended up uh, selling off for over 192,000 U.S. dollars. Will Powell, a spokesperson for the U.S. General Services Administration, told the Washington Post the lighthouse comes with one or two strings attached. The new owners must maintain it as a Coast Guard navigational aid, observe historic preservation standards, and sign a memorandum of agreement with the Navy about when it can be accessed. The rusty lighthouse, known locally as the Spark Plug, has an outer ladder but doesn't have a nearby dock to moor a boat. And, you know, just for good measure, a 2019 inspection also found lead-based paint, asbestos, benzene, and other dangerous substances. (laughs) Boy, I feel ripped off. Like, how did I not get my hands on this lighthouse? Um, The spokesperson says, this is a unique opportunity. Some people like lighthouses. Well... And I like the uh, whole business of maintaining it for up to the staff. Remember, it, it's a 
um, uh, since it's it's age, you you can't just go and yank it down and stuff like that. Despite the the, the lead, <laughs> like it, it, and and maintain it as if you're going to say one day the government's going to say, by the way, make sure the light's ready because you know we don't want ships running into the rocks around there. It it actually has a purpose. That is incredible, and it's true. Some people really like that stuff, right? You know, you you, you have the flashing light. You put a foghorn on it, like it's great. You you knew I was going to bring oh, up the fog yeah. and the foghorn. Chesapeake Bay, <laughs> wow, that's topic. wild. Yeah, the the, the fog and the yeah. foghorn. What a what a what a wonderful sound, and well, the light going the round and round. Too. Yeah, <laughs> you know whether or not you love lighthouses. If this was written in a way where it went from what twenty three grand, like there wasn't that the starting bid or something around that? Yes, to yeah, one hundred. What was it? One ninety? Is what the final? Exactly yeah. for this yeah. unique opportunity. Well, it's, it's like... what it is. So it's the property, right? People get the idea. Oh, a rocky little island thing, and I could go over there get and put this and here. that. Up. Oh, you can't tear it down. What? Uh no, no, man. Sorry. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I wouldn't have read through those, read between the lines for this nope. one. Yeah, I, I was watching like one of those court TV programs, and someone apparently bought a condo or something, and there's a stipulation that the original owner had to use it as a vacation property a couple times a year. That mm-hmm. was like the most bizarre thing I ever heard of in real estate, but this has definitely eclipsed that, where you had to sign a contract with the U.S. Maybe really no, not not for me. <laughs> okay. Well, I, but when you're thinking of the price, right? And that's the whole thing. You can really because you could you convince yourself, I can work around this. I can you know if they that that owner needs this place a couple of times a year, we'll just kind of you know I'm sure they're reasonable, and I'm sure the U.S. government, the Navy, is going to be reasonable about this rock with the uh, rusted out uh, ladder on the rusted out you know lighthouse. Sure. Oh, Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Let's go a little bit more down under to New Zealand. This isn't completely far out necessarily. It's just one of those things that kind of makes you think. New Zealand's government on Tuesday pro- uh, proposed taxing the greenhouse gases from farm animals like cows as a plan to tackle climate change. The government said the farm levy would be a world first and that farmers should be able to recoup the cost by charging more for climate-friendly products. But farmers quickly condemned the plan. Uh, Federated Farmers Industry's main lobby group said the plan would rip the guts out of the small town New Zealand and see farms replaced with trees. Uh, Federated Farmers President Andrew Hogarth said farmers had been trying to work with the government for more than two years on an emissions reduction plan that wouldn't decrease food production. Our plan was to keep farmers farming, Hogart said. Instead, uh, he says farmers will be selling off their farms so fast you won't even hear the dogs dogs barking uh, on the back of the pickup truck as they drive off. Well, it is true that Farms are a significant cause of uh, greenhouse gas emissions, but do you guys think this is going a little bit too far, or is this actually reasonable as we enter an unprecedented era of climate change? I mean, we were talking about this with Billy a couple uh, segments ago, and basically... My question is, you know, what's the solution around this, right? So if this is an actual thing and we're going to take it very seriously, 
then where do we go from here? Do we just stop? <laughs> like, it, I, I have no clue what to uh, assume would happen around this. Yeah, it's weird to... I mean, it kind of comes down from this ownership of farms and livestock yeah, by yeah, humans, yeah. but it's all someone's going to take it. Well, and how do you argue it, it, right? Like, well, you you go into them and say, well, you don't know that my that that's an issue at my farm. <laughs> you don't know about the output, and you're if you're are you charging me the right amount? Yeah, it's just weird to charge for something that an animal literally cannot control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's really just passing the the ownership, like you said, to who's going to actually be the one paying. And how do we determine how much that's going to be? That's right. (laughs) Under what volume? (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of an interesting query that. Well, and then when does it. uh, And then then how shall we say when do the other involvement of other animals get involved? You know, pig farms and so on. Why are you zeroing in on what primarily cattle really? Those poor ranchers. Uh, Grant, we have time for one more. Oh, I wish I had an, uh, another one. Uh... Uh, that's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, well, well, we'll make one up. Yeah. Well, well... <laughs> <laughs> it's just that kind of day, Grant. <laughs> <Trust me. laughs> what? I, I kind of want to know what arrangement you'd make if you had to share. Like if you bought the condo, I want to go back to that. If you had bought the condo, what would you tell that that oh, that guy? Like, okay, so how many times a year? Or I don't know. Maybe I'm. I'm how much notice are you going to give me when you're going to come in and basically make me go stay in a hotel? Or I I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, you got to have that discussion before you spend the money, no matter how cheap, to do it, right? Yeah, I'll say, boy, I don't know a ton about sort of. Navy culture, if it's sort of close to the military culture, but I would imagine that the contract would be a little more on the side of like, attention, Grant, these are the dates when you need to make arrangements and pay for us to be able to have access to this lighthouse. You better do this or else. I I like the fact that you got to keep it up. You know, no matter what, first of all, get rid of that rusty ladder. Why would you leave that hanging around? Make sure the light's operational. And like, you know, all the stuff they could have done before they sold it to you and, and made more money. No, no, no. That's up to you, Mr. Hardy. Yeah, that's that's the idea. I wonder who's getting rid of all the toxic. I wonder, hey, here's a question. Uh, while they're using this lighthouse... If someone gets in trouble with all the toxic chemicals and lead that is inside of the house, the lighthouse, oh. could the Navy then go after me for not yeah. removing those chemicals? Maybe that's what this is all about. Past Especially employees. after you paid your whopping 120 whatever grand <laughs> well and the worst thing is you don't know how long this thing is sat empty so even if it's not that now that you have it this is what you have to do like what a way to you know scream in the in, in the offices of the navy sucker <laughs> man grant thanks a lot pal all right guys thanks <laughs> grant hardy and of course we were talking what in the world Poor Grant said, what in the world? And I said, okay, Grant, you got one more? What in the world? What yeah. do you think this is? Endless resource of, of, 
of silly <laughs> what in the world comments? Good grief, Kelly. Uh, folks, we're going to step aside for a couple of moments. Paul Daniel, I'm hesitating even saying that in case he's not available or something like that. It's just that kind of a day. Uh, it's to come in and tell us what's coming up on Now with Dave Brown. We'll be right back.